Thank you for listening to this parenting series and the Training Up Children podcast. Pastor and Mrs. Dingus from the People's Baptist Church will teach on biblical principles and helpful tips on raising children in the Lord. As the Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Our desire as as parents is to raise our children in a way that pleases the Lord and honors Him above all else. Prayerfully, this podcast will be a help to you as you listen in. Hello. Today I would like to speak to you on the subject of keeping my light pure for my children. In Matthew 5:14, the Bible says, "Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid." Not only are we to be the light of the world, but we are to be the light to our children in our homes. Matthew 5:16 goes on to say, let your light so shine before men, and I put in parentheses in my Bible, Hannah and Jacob, that they, and in parentheses I put Hannah and Jacob, may see, and I underline see, your or my good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Psalm 127.3 says, Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, not of us, And of the fruit of the womb is his reward. Our children are borrowed to us for a short time. We are to point them like arrows in the direction that the Lord wants them to go. So what are some ways that I can keep my light pure for my children? First of all, we have to be careful as moms that we don't ride on the spiritual coattails of their father. I need to have my own walk with God. I have to get light in order to give light to my children. I need to be a good wife to their father. This brings them no greater security in all the world. They need to see, actively see, that People's Baptist Church is not my main ministry. Pastor Mike Dingus is my ministry, and they are my ministry. In Mark 7.37, the Bible says about Jesus, He hath done all things well. I likewise need to do well by letting my light be pure before my children. If you treat new converts so well, why not your family? Ask God to show you daily, weekly, what you need to be or do. Assess yourself often. As I like to say, take inventory. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves. Haggai 1.7 says, Consider your ways. Self-evaluate yourself together with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 11.31 says, For we should judge ourselves. Have a consistent testimony for your children. A time of backsliding or quitting undermines everything. This may disenchant or disillusion your children if they see their parents, their rock, do this. Don't bring sin into your home or marriage. What are you, quote-unquote, spilling on your family? You can only, quote-unquote, spill what you have in you. Is it anger or bitterness, jealousy, a poor spirit, 
We constantly bump into our children throughout their days, lives. What are you spilling on them? Most life lessons are caught, not taught. Use everything that comes their way as a teaching time. Take advantage of the moments in life. Don't do anything to make your kids resent the ministry. Things such as, oh, we don't have time for that, or we don't have money for that, or breaking promises because they have to run to a church emergency. Someone once made a statement about my daughter that I thought was the epitome of what we are trying to do and emulate as parents. This person said that Hannah Dingus, she's the real deal. We need to be real to them 24-7. Not one way at home, another way at church, another way at school, etc. We have always served together in the ministry. It has never been, I have to serve the Lord it has always been, I get to serve the Lord. It's an honor and privilege to serve our Savior together. Now, just to stop here and give a little disclaimer, my children at this recording are 25 and 29. So none of us has ever arrived in this area of child rearing and parenting. It's, uh, we need a constant source of God's wisdom and guidance. But by God's grace and through his help and mercy, we've tried to raise our children for uh, his honor and for his glory. People have through the years admired our children and they truly are a joy to be around and serve with. But they are sinners saved by grace, just like you and you and I. They are hard workers, soul winners, and love serving the Lord. But this didn't happen on accident. It was with much prayer, purpose, and planning. Much wisdom, help, and grace from the Lord. It was what the world would call great sacrifice, although we don't consider the choices we made a sacrifice at all. I am not telling you how to raise your children. That's God's job. I'm not suggesting you do all these things that I'm going to share with you. I'm simply sharing with you all what we have chosen to do as the parents of Hannah and Jacob Dingus. God has entrusted these precious children to us to rear in his admonition. And that's all we've tried to do for these 29 plus years. Here are some practical on purpose things that we have chosen to do. First of all, we began praying for them and preparing for them six years before they were born. We were married for six years before we had our first child. And for six years, we prayed and we planned and we prepared. I got my associate's degree in early childhood development and then went on to get my bachelor's degree in elementary education in uh, Bible college. My husband was not done with Bible college yet, so I had the wonderful opportunity to take just about every course on marriage and child rearing that they had to offer at the time. I read godly biblical books, listened to tapes, and watched and observed some amazing Christian parents. I studied God's word and what it had to say about marriage and motherhood. I studied families, both good and bad, and saw what worked and what didn't. I made important decisions before my children were even a thought. A police officer once told my husband, to get the kids off the streets, get the parents off the streets first. This is a sad but true statement. 
I decided I didn't want to be a do as you do as I say, don't do as I do parent. If I wanted them, if I wanted their light to be pure, mine had to be pure first. So again, here's a few things that we did. First of all, start early with discipline. Do the heaviest disciplining early on. You say, how early is early? In Brother Hiles' book, How to Rear Infants, he recommended spanking on the bottom, never anywhere else, when the child started to walk. However, I couldn't wait that long because I had late walkers. <laughs> I have a handout of seven things that we spanked our children for, and also a whole list of verses that we would use to admonish them on the right behavior and why what they did was wrong. Very, very important. By the way, these seven things were posted on the side of our refrigerator for our children to actively see and anybody who came into our house saw. <laughs> Put your children on a schedule. This is another point here. So start early and be consistent. Start early and be consistent. Next, put your children on a schedule. I highly recommend the book called My First 300 Babies. It's by Gladys Hendricks. It's an excellent, excellent old school book on scheduling, and I highly recommend it. Again, it's called My First 300 Babies by Gladys Hendricks. Protect your home. We really take this seriously. My husband and I decided 35 years ago to not have a TV in our home. You say, whoa, that's pretty extreme. <laughs> we decided in recent years to not have the internet in our home. We opted not to get the newspaper or ungodly material delivered to our house. We do not, we do subscribe to some nature and country magazines, some hunting and fishing, but even those, I look through every page first before my husband or son or daughter see it. And I even watch the catalogs. I put an okay on the front of the magazine so they know it's okay to look through it that I have checked it. Cabela's even has a camel lingerie section. <laughs> um, but yes, so I did this to, again, protect my family. We didn't have video games in our home. Nothing against them, just thought we could use our time and brains better. We occasionally would go to a small arcade and play together and it was something special and the children looked forward to it. We made a decision before the kids were born to not allow them to sleep over anyone's house unless it was a family or a church-sponsored, chaperoned um, activity. And I always went, by the way. And I know that was a sacrifice alone, that I went to every camp that my children attended and every activity that was sleepover that they attended. I always went myself as a helper, quote-unquote. <laughs> we decided our children would only receive a Christian education and that money or distance would never be a hindrance to that decision. I've always been involved in whatever my kids are doing. When Hannah joined the bus route at age 11, I jumped on the bus with her. Jake was only eight at the time and he jumped along with us as well. And I loved serving the Lord in that capacity. We opted out of town sports, but instead had them play with the Christian school or at church or with each other. When kids were smaller, when our kids were smaller, we had two weekly planned dates on Mondays and Fridays. These are fun times together. We would find good things that spoke togetherness. We did puzzles, games, jokes, uh, reading. Uh, we did daily devote reading. 
We did daily devotions together at dinner time, and we would eat dinner together, by the way. We'd also go on a free dates to the park. We'd walk around downtown, hike, bike. We'd go to airports and watch people. <laughs> We'd go to hospitals, malls, just walk around. We wouldn't even be shopping. We would just walk around. We'd go to pet stores. We would go to the library in the park. Next, build dad up in the children's eyes. Number one, that's what motivates them to be what they need to be. Number two, that's what children need. See Proverbs 17, 6. And the Bible says the glory of the children are their father. Next, guard your children's hearts. Guard your children's hearts. Malachi 4, 6 says, And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. I would take a daily, quote-unquote, temperature gauge when I would tuck them in each night. I'd let them share the little hearts. I would be approachable and let my children feel like they can talk to me about anything. Add friendship to the relationship you have with your kids. My husband says, it was wise to plan to be done with our child-rearing by the age of 16 or so, and then 17 and 18 was the polishing years. Encourage them to have a personal daily walk with God. Encourage them to be soul winners. Encourage them to develop good goals. Don't make them go into full-time Christian, Christian service. They have to decide. Don't speak so loudly that they can't hear God. Teach them to love work. It is not a bad four-letter word. It is a good word, and our children learn to love work. We actually used to reward them for good report cards with work. <laughs> they would get to go work with dad or get to work with mom. We never punished with work, ever. Never raise your voice in your home. Always speak respectfully to each other and about each other. Disagree kindly, respectfully, and privately if it's between you and your husband. Always, always, always have a united front to the children. We never let the kids sit between us or walk between us. They never slept in our bed. We always showed them a united front, and we always held hands with my husband and I in the middle and the children on the outside. Be normal. Take a yearly vacation together. And again, make the ministry something that they look forward to and they enjoy and that something that they get to do. We always taught our children to do right because they are a Christian, not because they're a PK. In other words, a preacher's kid. We always taught them to do right because they are a Christian first. Here's a good statement. Trust in the Lord comes first from trust in your parents. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord. Keep your light pure for your children. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to this episode. We pray this was a blessing to you as you seek to please the Lord and serve Him. Only heaven knows the impact we have upon those that God has gifted us with. 
may God bless you.